of the priest and your seven sons are vagabonds, exorcists. And they grew up in your house. You will be beaten with many stripes even if you make it to heaven. God delivered seven sons to you and seven of them were lost. I've been saying it and finally there's a, a current ruling. I said that if any son or daughter goes out and commits crime. I've been saying it for years. The parents should be arrested. Amen. You are the one that released this terror on society. Amen. And finally, they just ruled that. Amen. That the parents were going to be charged. Amen. That's the way it should be. Amen. If you don't want to raise children, then don't have one. I was saying this years ago, and people were wishing me evil. They said, you wait. It's because your kids are little now. You wait until they get in their teenage years. Then you see. I said, then let's wait. We've waited. It has come. And it's gone. Keep waiting. No, you tell me that because... You're not just the enemy of the cross of Christ, but you live in unbelief. You don't have faith in God. That if you keep covenant with God, he will keep covenant with you. Amen. It's not only that God promised that if you do this. He said, I will teach your children myself. Amen. He said, once you do your part. Amen. That's the, the way my daughter got saved. I made the mistake to send her to the... Uh, uh, I got caught up with everybody sending their children to the dorm, and I sent her to the dorm. And she went over there and started acting crazy. And she said one day, she woke up, and God was standing at the foot of the bed. I said, really? Who did you see? He said, I didn't see anything, but I knew he was standing there. And he said these words to me, you know better. That's how my daughter got saved. Hey, I was not there. But because I kept covenant with him, he went and confronted her and arrested the devils. You have to give God credit. He's faithful. If you do your part, he will do his part. I'll make up for your deficiencies. I'll make up for your weaknesses. Just put your best foot forward. And I'll do the rest. Listen to this. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them 
and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked. Look at one devil took off the clothes of seven men, wounded them, beat them up. Years ago, in my old church, they called the church asking for help. This, this young man, he said, my wife is acting crazy, and she just ran out of the house with only a brown on. So, and he's a big guy, you know, strong, you know, almost the, you know, Nate's type of build. So he ran outside and chased her down and was able to bring her back in the house. So, so when I got over there, the police officer was there with him. So I prayed and with the understanding I had at the time. I just prayed and believing God to help me because I didn't know what to do with this, this lady. And then I said, okay, you know what we need to do? We need to uh, take her to the hospital so they can sedate her and do something. I didn't know at that time that God had already honored my decree. Watch. So we said, okay, let's put tennis shoes on her. The, the police officer was big. The husband was big. And they were trying to put a tennis shoe on this 110-pound little woman. If I say something, some of you, even saying that she had a bra on was being respectful. Okay? There ain't nothing there. It's just uh, some, you know. <laughs> tiny, tiny lady. Hmm. <laughs> okay, okay now, now watch, watch. I said that so that you guys will have something to talk about. And after. <laughs> okay, now watch. Watch what happened. So they went to put tennis shoes on her, and she took her leg off. And were not. And these two guys, her husband and the police officer, were trying to press that little leg down. And she did like this and lifted the two men. And their feet was in the air. <laughs> you know, I've had this thing for years. Instead of joining it to help, I fell out. <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> Watching these two guys trying to press the leg down, and she's just doing it like this. And they were dangling in the air. That's almost 500 pounds. That's showing you demonic power. So finally, they gave up. <laughs> I said, okay, you watch. So I took the tennis shoes. I said, in the name of Jesus, give me your feet. And I put the shoe on. I put the two of them on. I said, come on, let's go. And she just got up. <laughs> She's like, uh, you should have cheered better. Were you not for God intervening? I'm probably still over there. <laughs> still trying to put that shoe on 20 years later. 
Watch now. That's when my eyes opened. I didn't know that God had honored the decree. That when I was able to put that shoe on, that he honored the decree and made over the lady. I didn't know it was a decree. I hadn't learned these things then. So we put her in the police car and drove to the hospital. Now, this is ridiculous. We go into, we went to Southern Regional. We come in, in, in the door, in the emergency room. So they took the lady and put her in a cage, a metal cage. That's standard procedure. And then here comes the counselor. He said, okay, sir, what happened to her? I said, well, I don't know. This is what I ran into this morning. He said, did she go through a born-again experience? I said, what do you mean? He said, because we're getting, uh, you know, several people like that. They they, they claim that they got born again, and then they end up like this. I said, no, man. They were not born again. They probably was exposed to some demonic activity. When you're born again, you have a sound mind. She started laughing. She said, oh, that you don't understand. I said, no, you're the one that's ignorant. So... Why did I say I didn't know the Lord had honored my decree? Because they put the young lady in the cage, and they observed her. And after about an hour or two, they told us to take her home. There's nothing wrong. God had honored my decree. The demons actually left. And until I left 20 years ago to start this ministry, she never had a reaction of any kind. Come on, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I am putting it out there loud and clear, telling all you young parents, whether you're in church tonight or at home watching, God has given you this responsibility. I know I called one of the members. I said, now, I have been seeing you at church. But I was praying, and the Lord said to tell you that he is pleased that you had the children. But he's not pleased that you're not raising them for him. He said, that's amazing. I said, what's amazing? He said, because just yesterday, my wife and I were discussing that we have to do better because we haven't been doing our family all. And I said, I'm bringing you confirmation. The Lord said, you're not doing your job. I don't want you to end up releasing terrorists and saying you went to Resurrection House for nation. Because you're not practicing what I taught you now. He promised me that they will make a change. You have 18 years to produce eagles. So even if you are making errors, you have time to correct them now. You have to trust God. Eh? Watch. You have to trust God. I said that. The Holy Spirit zeroed in on you. Even when you think that, okay, they, my children are grown now and there are problems, just believe what God said. Start having family altar. Be, put the ingredient, give him something to activate. Stop, forget psychology and all this stuff. Put the, the word of God is what created the heavens and created the earth. And everything we see, we have to believe. Have to believe. Don't want to raise children and they're lukewarm to God. 
No, they should be on fire. They should be excited about the Lord because that he is the only thing happening. Amen. From generation to? He said, one generation after another shall praise your works. Amen. Hallelujah. Huh? They should mention the Lord and the hair in the back of their head stands up. Amen. And they have a shout and they can praise God and they can stand up anywhere and testify that the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now watch. He says, they ran out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was? <laughs> That's all that matters. The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Watch now, this is what happened. Tell me what part of Judaism is this? Jews. I told you, how are you going to even say vagabond Jews? A son of Abraham. But this is why God called them vagabond. Look at the next line. Many of them also which use curious art brought their books together. That's for the so-called believers of this generation that are doing all this witchcraft thing and claiming it's okay. And then somebody will be mouthing off and they want to be judging what I'm saying based on what I said. The person mouthing off, ask them, when was the last time they heard from God? When was the last time they were praying and contacted God? You see a blind man filled with religious devil and you want to come and challenge me? Like the guy I told you that wrote me 20 times in one night. 20 emails, calling me all kinds of things. And then it was like the demons in him, after a while, started becoming religious. He said, well, even if it was untithing. So he said, well, well even if that uh, is true that uh, uh, Abraham gave tithe to Melchizedek, but he was not commanded. <laughs> I said, so what? So I said, okay, you haven't even made the grade of being under the law. So you're saying then you are still under the law because it's only what is commanded. But you don't see that the father of faith was showing you how to serve God. Yeah. That the priest of the most high God yeah. eh, met Abraham yeah. and taught him yeah. that this is how you keep covenant with God to acknowledge that he is yeah. your answer, your source. He empowered you to overcome the enemy. So you give him tithes of all. Hallelujah. I of course, I didn't respond to anybody. Had I responded, I said, oh, beautiful thing. You should have recognized that even the Lord Jesus himself is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And that he was teaching Abraham how to serve God. I said, if you see anybody teaching against tithing, well, let's examine their life. No, I'm not examining their life to see whether they are curses or not. 
I'm examining their life to see how many curses that are running. Because it's a fact that curses will be running. Even down to the money you handle. I say it on Sunday sometimes. You don't know where that money came from. You don't know if that's blood money or drug money or gambling money or gay money or halotry money. You don't know how many curses are on the money you're handling. But the moment you give God a tent, the curse on the 90 lifts. It don't matter where the money came from. As soon as you touch it, blessing overcomes the curse. The Bible says, if the first fruit be holy, then the Lord will also be holy. And if I keep preaching, I will get happy tonight. <laughs> but watch. You see, see, see how wicked Satan is. Just invaded the church and filled it with witchcraft. <laughs> he says, and many of them also which use curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. Look at this. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Can you imagine how many millions of dollars that would be today? 50,000 pieces of silver 2,000 years ago. Look at the amount of investment in witchcraft Amen. by Jews, people of God. So, but, but look at why we came to read this thing. Once that was done, so mightily grew the word of God and uh -huh. hallelujah. May the word of God grow in this house and prevail in Jesus' name. He says, so mightily, so mightily grew the word of God. And prevailed. <laughs> Glory to God. See what prayer can do. That the word can get stronger. And then prevail. Mightily. Prevail. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them. From their distresses. No matter what happens to you, don't you let Satan steal the power of the word of God from you. Amen. Hold on to the word of God with all your might. Yes, you're, you're fighting demons. Yes, you might be tormented. Yes, your body might be in pain. But you hold on to it and keep declaring it. Um, this is my inheritance. This is my inheritance. I will not let it go. I will not let it go until it blesses me. Until it delivers me. Until it heals me. Until it elevates me. We begin this new week with the same exhortation on intercession for your pastor, your spiritual leaders, and for the word of God to comfort with power in your own church. God wants you to know your personal responsibility through intercession. This is how I know you don't pray or you haven't prayed. You are judging. 
you are criticizing. There is no way you can intercede for something and be judging it. No, you become a partner with God in the victory and success of the ministry God has set you under. And you see that you, it will almost be impossible for Satan to move you from there. If Satan picks you up with an offense, you didn't pray for your ministry. You didn't. No, you didn't. Because if you prayed, God would have spoken to you. God would have given you grace. God would have even given you answers to solve some of the issues. Many times we are angry about the things we are supposed to solve. I'm discovering that this covenant of intercession is the most powerful thing in church health, in your mind, in your spirit, and in your emotions. It keeps you in the love of God. It keeps you in the supernatural flow. It keeps you blinded to faults and all the satanic inculcations. Because when you eat of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, your eyes are opened and you start seeing all the errors and you're constantly judging. And uh -huh. When you pray, you are delivered. You are shielded from these things. Amen. Amen. These are the covenants that God has given us here at Resurrection of All Nations. And I said, come on, let's share it with the public. In, you know, leaders will hear some of these things. Members will hear some of these things. It's a benefit to the kingdom of God and to the church of Jesus Christ at large. Amen. That is why I'm inviting you to conference or to conquest. <laughs> 2023, vessels of glory. Amen. When you see the role intercession has, in what God is doing in the local church, then you see that it's the same assignment Jesus gave to us. He said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers. It's all the same spirit of intercession that bonds you with God's agenda on the earth. Most people are, have their hands out trying to receive from God, but they don't know that God needs something from them. God wants you to be a participator participator in what he's doing on the earth. Paul said, brethren, pray for us. Amen. So come to Conquest 2023, Vessels of Glory. Joining me, Bishop Ozosike from Potakot, Nigeria. Michael Malden, the producer of the Super Spreader movie. Yes, it will be a powerful time. The Night Youth Conference, we're going on concurrently. And then that awesome baptismal service. At the end of the conference is always the Saturday highlight. Whew. 2022 was amazing. May they show you more highlights. You'll be amazed at what you will see. Your life will not remain the same. But a way to start this week. If you need prayer, call 770-994-3777. Don't forget, prayer cloths are still available. For a seed of $500 or $1,000, we will send them to you. That's the numbers God gave to me. It's not a money-raising gimmick. No, it's the seed he requires for you to tap into this glory, for it to work for you and produce miracles in your life. Amen. Get yours today. We celebrate every testimony, every breakthrough, every miracle that's happening. Excuse me, through this ministry, in-house and out-house. 
2023 is the year of supernatural breakthroughs, limitless grace, hallelujah, decrees that will come to pass, supernatural relationships, it's an upward bound movement, ooh, glory, so many promises, we're walking in it, we believe that God will touch our life, God bless you, I pray and decree that God will answer you with fire and miracles in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. God is preparing the church for the return of the Lord Jesus. I'm so excited to invite you personally to come to the Conquest Conference this year, July the 6th through the 9th. He gave me this theme, Vessels of Glory. The conquest is what God gave to me as an avenue to share what he has taught me that has caused all these revolutionary blessings and deliverances and miracles to come forth that you will learn from me directly and flow in the same grace. Vessels of glory. He's promising that a glory will show up in the earth. And now he's given me a mandate to share the secrets to prepare so you will be one of those vessels God will use in this end time. I am inviting you pastors and spiritual leaders from me to you. Come and let's fellowship. Let us strategize for what God will do with all of us, we call it the end time global harvest. We've never experienced anything like this. People will get in the water and the glory of God will baptize them. Sometimes I don't even lift my hands and the glory puts the people in the water and we carry them out. happening right here at Resurrection House All Nations, July the 6th through the 9th. This is your personal invitation. Your life will not remain the same. Your ministry will not remain the same. God is taking his church higher 
as it prepares us to be his vessels of glory. See you there. Thank you.